0: This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. All right, welcome to Ready Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it very much. And a brand new show, as you guys know, we've been on now for several weeks, actually since the first of March, and we've had a great time already, and I know a lot of you are listening and have... I've even tuned in from the other programs, and I appreciate that. I Trust me, folks, very, very much. I really had no idea things would start off with the bang that they have, and I'm very, very... Uh, thankful that you all listen and have chimed in like you have our first guest today which by the way is one of our great sponsors really a sponsor that helped us get this thing kicked off so annette from colorado greenhouse builders thank you very much and i meant what i said a moment ago when it was you know between you and absolute electrical heating and air you guys got this thing off the ground so thank you
1: Hi, John. Thank you for having me today.
0: Oh, we appreciate it. This is great. So, first of all, explain. I've done this, or as best a job I could do, explaining Colorado Greenhouse Builders. But, Annette, since we've got you with us right now, explain what you guys do. And I know you cover our entire listening audience and beyond, but talk about what you guys do.
1: So, Colorado Greenhouse Builders, what we did was we designed a Colorado product, Um because we know what it's like here with the hail, the wind, the snow loads, uh, and then not even to mention the animals, the elk and the deer that get your, you know, your right. gardens. We right. just, we designed a greenhouse that's specifically made for Colorado. It's uh, we do a beautiful cedar greenhouse. Um, Jason, my husband, designed it um, to withstand. Uh, we we just had, I think everybody knows, we just had 110 mile that's an right. hour winds here that's in right. Denver. We had no damage. We had one little vent that kind of bent back, um, but other than that, we've had no damage to our structures from the the elements here. We um we do a, a geothermal greenhouse, so that takes our beautiful cedar greenhouse and it extends your growing season to a year round greenhouse.
0: You know, and real so, quick, Annette, explain. And I know that because you and I've had conversations along these lines, but for the people that are listening, that, and again, part of why you guys are a part of this is, you know, Ready Radio, being prepared for the what-ifs of life, you know, being able to grow your own food in all seasons. I mean, these are some of the things that we're going to talk about on an ongoing basis and why you guys fit in so well, but I think that's one of those things, to Talk about the geothermal side of it and what separates that in and of itself from even just a regular greenhouse.
1: So the benefits of a geothermal um is what it does is it's very low energy. Um, I'm talking it uses the amount of energy it takes to plug in a lamp. Okay. Um, and what we do is we dig down in the ground five and a half to um, feet, you know, five five to five and a half feet deep. And we um, we're utilizing the sun's heat basically okay. is what we're doing. So we, we run tubing in there, and this is a heat transfer system. It's not a water transfer system. Like you, see, you hear about people doing geothermal to, do their, to heat their house. This is nothing. It's nothing like that. We are doing strictly air transfer. So during the day, um, what happens is the, your greenhouse heats up. The sun fills it up with heat, and during the summer, it can actually destroy your crops. So the because geothermal, it gets too hot, right? It, it does. So the geothermal, by digging down, by having these tubes, it's connected to fans on both sides of the greenhouse and it takes that hot air from from the sun, from the, the top of the greenhouse and it stores it in the ground in the tubes. And then at night it has a reverse effect. It kicks on, the fans kick on and it pulls that hot air into the into the greenhouse. So the coldest days you can imagine here, um, you know, 10 below, even maybe, your greenhouse is going to stay around 40 degrees. Okay. You know, so, and then in the summertime, you know, it, it's going to stay below that, that heat, uh, you know, line where it's going to fr- uh, fry your crops. It's going to kind of keep it balanced. Okay. So it has the... You know, multiple effects, and, you know, here in Colorado, when we have snow on the ground, and it, it's ugly outside, and you have this greenhouse that you can actually go in, and you and it's green, and it's peaceful, and it's warm. It's not only good because you're growing and generating your own food, but it's good for your—I believe it's
0: good for your soul. Sure. You know? Sure. No, that makes total sense. Annette, what gave you guys—this is something I didn't ask you, so I don't know the answer to this—but what gave you guys— the idea to do the geothermal, you know, heating, cooling of the greenhouse? Because, again, this is, from what I've seen, a fairly, you know, innovative thing because, you know, I've got greenhouses even near my house. Most of them just have big fans on one end. They draw air through in the summer months. In the winter months, they kind of rely off of whatever the sun will provide, and that's essentially about it for most greenhouses. What gave you guys this idea?
1: So, Jason built greenhouses all over the country, and I'm talking massive greenhouses, like 40 acres under glass, okay. like big commercial structures. And during that time, he saw numerous attempts for, you know, um, energy. Did, okay, did we try... We, they've tried solar. They have...
0: Yeah, some you know, of you even see heaters inside the greenhouse and things along those lines, right? Everything. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. And,
1: and, and so he, we played with it and just played with it, and we got this researched the geothermal and we tried it um and it was amazing it was an amazing what it did it kept uh like i said it kept the crops alive in the winter and it kept them from frying in the summer and um we just kind of tweaked it as we went along and and improved it and and it's just kind of goes hand in hand with what we're with our cedar greenhouse it just fits perfect and you know like my personal greenhouse at my house is 100% off the grid. We have one little solar panel that mm-hmm. runs the geo system, you know. So we are, you know. You've talked about John. What happens if we lose yep. power? That's right. You know. Well, we're we're going to keep going. We're going right. to grow all year long, regardless.
0: This is awesome, and I'm assuming, and I, this just would make sense. You're going to size whatever you need to do with the geothermal according to whatever size greenhouse somebody wants, needs. And I guess that's the next question for you, Annette, is you know, along those lines. So you're sizing things, everything is correct. You know, who makes that determination as to the size of the project and what they need? Is it you? Is it a conglomeration of you and the, and the homeowner? How do you do that?
1: It, it's, it's, a co- it's a combination of the homeowner, and, and we'll go out, and you know Jason is like that, that greenhouse guru um, where I'm more the growing person, Okay. Um, he's the builder. Okay. So um, and a lot of times we'll both go out and we'll say, oh, you know what? Hey, this is the perfect site. you got great sun here. Um, and, you know, take into all those other factors like homeowners associations. Sure. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that restrict people from building greenhouses. But um, for the most part, we have been able to m- make everybody happy. You know, okay. we've even we've had customers that their homeowners association said, Oh, you can only have one outbuilding." So we have taken maybe like a tough shed or even a chicken coop. And we have, um, combined that with a a greenhouse. And, you know, there's just Jason's able to design. I mean, he, he, you dream it, he can build it. And that's kind of what we've done. So he's creative and, you know, we've got some amazing, uh, Products that we've done
0: on our website, you know, so sure. Yeah, no, I, I'm very looking, very I mean, and I also know just again thinking sort of outside the box and what you said earlier. Where, yes, I mean, this is ready radio, we're trying to pe- teach people to be prepared and all of that. And I want to get into some of the growing things here in a moment, but yeah, you know, I'm looking at this and also thinking to what you said earlier. If somebody's just looking for some of that sort of peace, tranquility, you could design a greenhouse where you could even have, you know, one little section of it where maybe you got a couple of little lawn chairs and a table, and, you know, maybe it's got a little fountain there where you've got some noise yep. and different things going on. I mean, the reality is you could sort of build this out to really whatever you want it to become, right?
1: Absolutely. My, my greenhouse has a little water feature in it. and nice. it has a little fountain in it, and, um, you know, I've got a bench. I've got a, a, a comfortable chair, and it, it's, it's a peaceful place. So and, and it especially when it's white and cloudy and, right. you know, you have that place to go and to feel like, hey, you know what, this is still—God's still creating these yeah. amazing Good things, point. even if we can't see it. Good so,
0: point. Now, on yeah. average, this is an area where I, I should know these things, Annette, especially given what I do and the businesses I own and so on, but I'll be honest with you— I don't. I mean, my wife's the green thumb. You know, I'm not. I can grow grass and things along those lines, so you know, I'm good as far as that goes. But when it comes to, you know, just knowing, A, what plants to grow, and it's something that, you know, we can even delve into a little bit today, but, you know, what plants to grow, how much of that do you need to grow, how much area do you need? I mean, h- how do you and a a homeowner really figure out all of those different things? I mean, i got to believe that's a large part of the – consultation, not just the size of the greenhouse, but what are you gonna try to grow to feed your family?
1: Absolutely. That that's and you know that's where where I come in. I I like to help design the inside. We we do a combination of raised beds and shelving, whatever really whatever they want. And we've had customers that we they only want to grow citrus trees, you know, they only want to grow, you know, that type of thing. So we have designed their greenhouse with the height that they'll be able to do that uh, okay. we've we've built a greenhouse for somebody who only wants to do koi koi fish
0: oh, a koi pine. makes sense
1: you know and and that's sure. more like they they created that um for like basically a zen environment right. where they go right. in and they have running water and they have these fish and it's tropical They yes they do have plants and stuff too but you know um but for the average family you know we uh we'll we'll take a look at okay what are you trying to grow that that's the right. first step is do you want to just grow vegetables for your family and um and then we'll we'll design the raised beds according to that and of course the size of their greenhouse um according to that and you know and then we all have to ask ourselves the question are we trying to grow just to feed our family um because you know we this program is about what happens in the future
2: right you know i don't that's
1: right Anybody's capable of um, feeding the whole neighborhood, but you know that old lady across the street that has nobody. Would God want us to try to help right. them? Yes. Right. You know, so I, I feel like what we're doing is is creating an opportunity for people to to bless other people Agree. or to bless the people, at least the people around. Agreed. And wouldn't you feel better if your neighbors had a greenhouse full of vegetables if things went south? Yeah. And the people down the street and the people down the street from them. Yep. I, I think we would all feel a lot better than you know, than just the uh, one person trying to Yeah.
0: No, I no, I, and and besides the fact and I talk about this a lot on my other program on Rush to Reason, especially on Wednesdays, we do health and wellness for that first hour and that which again, this product, you know, you what you guys do there fits into that very well as well because the quality of what you're getting when you grow your own versus what we're buying. And, you know, we all know that, that whole routine, you know, in a lot of cases you go to farmer's market and so on. Yeah. You might know a little more about where things are coming from, but typically at the grocery store and you know, this, like, like I do, you really don't have any idea where that stuff comes from. You, 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 are relying on what they're telling you. and, And, and I'm not, by the way, I'm not complaining. I'm not saying that you can't stay alive and healthy by doing that, but isn't it nice to know where your own food is being grown?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. That's one of the reasons why we have done what we we created this product because we are we live out in the in the country, so we like that beef that we know where it's coming from. We like our uh, same thing with our our pork. Right. We want to know where it's coming from. We get our eggs local. Well, we want to get our food local too. You know, our right. vegetables and and fruits. And um, so that makes yes, sense. I, I am.
0: I definitely sense.
1: believe there's there's a benefit of knowing where your food's coming from.
0: On the other hand, too, I also see one thing, and I, I should have thought about this, but there's one picture on your website that also shows a covering, one of your greenhouses is covering a swimming pool, which, again, now that makes that a pool that in Colorado, instead of being used four or five months out of the year, you can use that thing year-round.
1: Absolutely, yep. That That's a guy who uh, wanted to have his grandkids swim all the time. And um, so we created that structure. Now I'm looking,
0: real quick, just a question, because I'm looking at this, and from what I can see in the picture, you guys also did this to where when it's nice and sunny out, part of it opens up. Am I looking at that correctly?
1: Absolutely. Those are, um, they're actually wax uh, pistons, wax-filled beeswax, actually.
0: Okay. And
1: um, those pistons at 65 degrees, they automatically open and close by themselves. Really. So that gives your your greenhouse some, okay. some flow, some air. Okay. It cools it off when it's real hot. So yeah, that's an amazing product. It doesn't plug into anything. It's just how cool. I mean, it's yeah.
0: No, that's cool. That is really cool. I I, I was looking looking at that again, folks. Again, Colorado greenhouse builders. Annette, and and she's joining us now, and one of our great sponsors, really a pioneer sponsor here of Ready Radio, her and Jason and Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. They really are the ones that made this thing happen. We've had others, of course, join since. Novus Auto Glass, Roof Max, by the way, is now joining us as well. So, guys, I do appreciate it very much. You guys have done a great job in really kicking things off. And, again, folks, this is really think outside the box. I guess, Annette, would be the best way for me to say it, whether you're looking to grow your own food. You're looking to have a really nice, great, quiet, warm place all year round to enjoy. You want to cover up, you know, hot tubs, swimming pools, something along those lines. Uh, I mean, really, Annette, again, like I'm saying, think outside the box, because what you guys have really does a lot more than just, I mean, you can grow food, don't get me wrong, and that's a really important thing, but you can do a lot more with it besides that.
1: Yep, absolutely. We've so, done a, We've done a, a greenhouse just for ducks I mean, there really, there's really nothing we we
2: can't
0: right. do. Right. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, think about what do you want to have as a cons- pretty consistent temperature year round, and there yep. you go. Right.
1: Hot tubs, swimming pools. We can, yeah, we can build it over anything. We're doing one for a wedding venue, entirely uh, um, just for outdoor weddings.
0: Very cool. It's,
1: it's, it's a beautiful wedding venue, and they said they're limited to their seasons.
0: Yep. So not they said, now. can you build
1: it. Yeah, not now.
0: That is awesome. Yeah. Very, very cool. No, it's Annette, kind of this is it... fabulous. Good stuff.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: now, real you quick, having... I've got a few more minutes here before we go to break. Uh, kind of the last question I have for you. When it comes to, and this kind of goes back to the whole preparedness, you know, what do you need to do? What do folks need to be growing and so on? I mean, what are those because you're the grower, you know more about this by far than I do, what are the types of crops that you would recommend folks actually plant, whether they have you know your greenhouse or they're just looking to have some things, even this summer that they grow, maybe a greenhouse is down the road for them. I mean, what are things they would grow that would be the most beneficial to them to really stay alive in the time of need?
1: Well, I think they need to look at the crops that are going to last. Um, that they're going to be able to harvest possibly in their basement or their cellar. And um, so basically potatoes, carrots, onions, those things are – you can can have them. You can grow them and have them and store them for for longer periods of time. You know, the things that I – I oh, I grow in my in my greenhouse are um, herbs because I use a lot of herbs. I, I believe herbs are going to be really really beneficial if we have any issues with medication.
0: So you could I use those. On, gonna, I was just going to say that's a, almost a medicinal yep. thing as well, right?
1: Absolutely. You know, uh, pota- uh tomatoes, and you know, you're going to get nourishment from from vegetables. And, yeah, I mean, we can all have tons and tons of canned food in our pantry, you know, but you, there's still something about the, you know, the vegetables and the fresh things that we're, we're going to need.
0: Right. On average, w- when you're talking, okay, well, let's just say family of four. I know I'm just picking a number. Family of four. two, You know, two adults, two children, and I, I understand kids can eat a lot more depending upon their age group. But let's just, you know, let's just pick four, you know, a- average family of four. What kind of surface area i guess i could say because i realize that you know this is something else to think about too folks is when you do a greenhouse really all you need is a little pathway around all of your growing boxes i mean you you can almost fill the thing up in an entirety as long as you can get around it to farm it that's really all you need to do so annette in that case what you know on average for an average family of four to you know kind of sustain themselves how much square footage of a greenhouse do they need
1: so I think a good standard size would be a 10 by 20, and that's probably our most popular size. And the reason is, is um, you can do multiple things. You can do um, a raised bed that's shaped like maybe possibly a horseshoe around the whole okay. perimeter, and then it'll also give you some work, you know, some work area where you can have a workbench. You can also do um, a raised bed down the middle. You can do uh, hanging plants because our, our structures are fairly tall. Okay. Um, so you can do, you can do trees. You could do a couple of dwarf trees with raised beds. You'd be able to do, um, lettuce, tomatoes, onions, carrots. You would be able to do, um, I would say like a couple of small dwarf trees would probably be sufficient down the middle, maybe okay. three, and then, you know, some hanging, you can do the hanging tomatoes, you could do numerous things. And potatoes, potatoes are, are really a good product for a greenhouse, because you can grow them in a barrels, you can grow them in uh, buckets, You can. Oh, okay. and they're easy to grow. And you, even if, if you didn't have a geo, you could probably still grow them, I would say, in a greenhouse 10 months out of the year.
0: Okay, all right. Now that was potatoes. my next. That was going to be my other, than my next question. Which again, I know we're. You know, what, let's do this. I got more questions. Do you, do you have some more time, Annette? Sure. All right, all right. Let's let's do this. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. And by the way, if you have a question for Annette, by all means, give us a call. It's a great guest we've got. Again, one of our great sponsors here at Ready Radio. Again, it's um, Colorado Greenhouse Builders, Annette. It's McFadden, by the way, is her last name. And I appreciate her joining us. So, folks, if you get any questions for Annette, the lines are open 303 477 5600. You can text me as well. I can ask that on air as well 307 200 8222. But we're going to be right back. This is Ready Radio, KLZ 560. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local, family owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air not only handles all of your electrical and HVAC needs, they can also help you get ready for the What ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus Air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society, no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0255. Or find them at ready-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical, Heating, and Air, a major sponsor of Fix-It Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio.
2: For quality and service
0: beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical, Heating, and Air. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. All right, and Annette McFadden from Colorado Greenhouse Builders, and partly why you didn't hear her ad run there a moment ago is because we're talking to her directly. I thought I'd save some time and just talk to her directly. So I appreciate Annette joining us. So again, call our greenhouse builders. If you want any information on them, just go to our website, readyradio.com. I should say ready radio.com. And you can find them there and call direct if you'd like. All right. Annette, one thing Charlie and I were talking about through the break, which again, I, I know enough about You know, I can grow things, okay? And I think most people can with a little bit of training. I would not call myself on any level, uh, you know, an expert when it comes to that. I mean, I could get by. I mean, I know enough to keep things going and weeded and all that kind of stuff. The thing I know nothing about, and this is where you come into play, I know in Colorado, without a greenhouse, we have growing seasons. Certain things you start at certain times and harvest at certain times and so on. When it comes to a greenhouse, does... You know, pardon the pun, but does all that go out the window, or how does that work in a greenhouse?
1: So, a greenhouse without a geo, we're going to say you have about a ten-month growing season. Okay. With a geo, you're it's going to bump you up to a year. Okay. So, but you know, so in addition to the growing, extending your growing season with the geo, the benefits are, of course, um, keeping your crops from frying in the summertime because people have... That is a huge problem if
0: you do have a great... Sure is. Okay, So. so... For example, I know that typically, I mean, the old the old expression in Colorado is you don't plant anything until after Mother's Day because we can have, you know, frost and things along those lines and what have you. So typically here, you know, most people are going to start planting things sometime around, you know, late May typically and then harvest depending upon what it is. They may get some things in, you know, late June and then throughout the summer or in some cases, depending upon corn, for example, you're not going to harvest that probably until late August, early September. In a greenhouse, does all of that change, or do you still plant at the same time?
1: No, it all it all changes, especially with the geo. That I my greenhouse is green. I have green things in my greenhouse. You know, there's your seeding. You can start really anytime. Okay. You can keep it above that forty degree mark, forty five ish. You can you you can seed anytime, grow anytime.
0: Okay. So really, you you decide what you want to, and, and I guess, too, that you'd want to, if you're going to make sure you can sustain yourself throughout a, you know, what if time frame. So, you know, something happens and all of a sudden we're off the grid because there's no power and you're trying to decide how to have food. What you're saying, and I'm assuming, is you also want to make sure that you would stagger and or, you know, you're not going to harvest all of one item at the same time. I'd assume you'd want to stagger some of those. So if there's a particular item you want year round, you'd have it year round, right?
1: Absolutely. And you you would want that staggering to be, you would probably want seeds in in your, you know, planting seeds, starting the seeds. You would want some a little farther along, and then you're going to want something ready to harvest at all times. Okay. You're going to want something continuously ready to harvest.
0: Okay. Dumb question. And sorry for asking, but I'm sure there's other people out there that are thinking, if I'm thinking it, somebody else is as well. When I go to just a regular nursery nursery right now and I buy whether it be seeds or seedlings or even full grown plants are there differences in the, you know we hear about heirloom seeds and things along those lines I mean are there differences in all of those or explain that if you would
1: Oh yeah the heirloom seeds you want to definitely get you want to have a lot of them too you want, I I I purchased mine I have about five thousand seeds that i just purchased and i plan on keeping that stock forever okay. um, so as i use them i'm going to replenish them okay and there is a, a definitely uh quality factor in seeds
0: which is so, what okay so that, there's people again if i don't know the answer no people listening don't either w- w- explain that because I, I have no idea the difference between a regular seed and an heirloom seed
1: well uh i think first of all is um health-wise, too. You know, I mean, the heirloom seeds are, you know, uh, original parenting process from good quality seeds. Okay. And, you know, you can get some that are hybrid. So you might get a giant tomato, but is it is it better for you? You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and, and, you know, there's some... some contacts here in Colorado that I don't think a whole lot of people know are available to us. And that is through our um, CSU Extension Program. And that's where I learned. I went through the CSU Extension Program in my county, and it's called the Master Gardening Program. They have um, just about in any county in Colorado. Um, I took mine in Albert County, but they have a wonderful program in Albert and Arapahoe County and those people are experts at everything. Um, They will teach you about soil. They'll teach you about trees. What kind of trees should we plant here? Um, They'll talk about growing seasons, about uh, our region, and um, they'll also tell you about your lawn. I mean, things about, you know, that most people don't know is even available right and you can call and you can talk to a master gardener on the phone about any questions you have about soil um, they could help you get your soil tested for quality um, you know so it there's just a lot to that program and most people don't even know that this is available to them they do training um, I believe it's a 10-week course every year and you know they even have uh, classes that they'll do about canning Um, We have canning class coming up in my county, and they'll teach you basics about canning. They'll teach you um, about, uh, you know, storing your, once you've harvested your crops, how do we store them properly to get the life life expectancy
0: out of them. Nice.
1: So, yes, I I encourage anybody with any gardening questions to just call the... CSU extension.
0: Now, those are great tips. And, and again, I, again if I don't know a lot of these answers. I know there's folks out there that are listening. So what, you're, what I'm hearing, make sure that I'm hearing this correctly, the heirloom seeds that you would buy and then plant would produce a different crop than, say, the plant I run down to my local big box store, you know, Lowe's, Home Depot, or even nursery. And there's probably even a difference between those three that I just said a moment ago, correct?
1: There is, there is. Yeah.
0: Okay. Will they all, I mean, even, you know, go down to so Home Depot see, and you go yeah. grab some tomato plants. Are they going to produce fruit that I can still eat and, and use? And, absolutely.
1: Or, is, oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I, I would, you know, even like to touch on the, the microgreens. Uh, microgreens are really easy to grow, even if you don't have a greenhouse. And it's something that is in that superfood category. Okay, It's really, really good for you. And they're very small. They don't take a lot of space. And, um, you know, I I would advise people to look into that process as well. And you can get the whole kit. You can order the whole kit. It'll show up and it, it has everything you need to start your own microgreens. And it's just good for you.
0: Now, when it comes to, I mean, I used corn as an example earlier, and I I don't know, I did. I just threw that in there, just knowing kind of what the cycle of, of, you know, sweet corn is. And, And I guess, and again, question on my part, given the space and the amount of time that it takes to grow corn and knowing that it may or may not even be that healthy for you, are you better off, you know, not using that space in the greenhouse with corn and instead planting a potato or something along those lines?
1: I wouldn't put corn in a greenhouse. Personally, I wouldn't. It does take too much space. And I, you know, honestly, I don't have a whole lot of luck with corn, period. Um, even in my awesome garden, I don't have a whole lot of luck. So I think the work for corn, unless you're on a farm or a ranch or you have acres to plant, I I wouldn't put it, definitely okay. wouldn't put it in a
0: Makes greenhouse. Makes sense. So, so, in other words, B, this is kind of one of the things I assume that you, again, folks, what I'm trying to get at here is when you buy. A greenhouse from Colorado Greenhouse Builders, you're getting all of this expertise that you're hearing from Annette rather than just buying some aluminum poled, uh, you know, clear vinyl kit that may blow away when you blow on it, because uh, that's the kind of greenhouses that are also out there. Uh, I know those exist and they're going to be a lot less money, but you're not getting all of this in the package, right, Annette?
1: Right, and we will do um, a complete turnkey greenhouse. We have customers that are, you know, 70, 80 years old, um, that they they don't want to they don't want to move their dirt. They want us to do everything. So we will do a complete turnkey greenhouse for them. We will build their raised beds, um, put in their their crops if they want us to, you know, p- paver stones, whatever they want to do. Um, so yes, we we will do okay. customize. A greenhouse for you.
0: So literally, when it's all said and done, they put the plants or whatever they want in and done deal.
1: We can do everything. Yes, awesome.
0: we can. Awesome. Again, folks, it's Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Uh, and I know a lot of you that are driving, I know that's hard to even remember all of that. They're one of our great sponsors here on Ready Radio. Easiest way to do that is just go to ready hyphen radio.com or ready-radio.com and you can find them there click on that it'll take you exactly to where you need to go and and again Annette I, first of all thank you so much for being a part of what we're yeah. doing here and the information that you're giving out today is, is just so valuable and again as we start talking folks about looking at the world through a different lens and again the what ifs you know what if something were to happen and again I don't know I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow I don't know what's down the road I don't know what's going to happen a year from now Annette I do know that even as Christians, we should be prepared for anything. That doesn't mean we need to run around scared and worried about tomorrow, but on the same token, I believe part of the way to get rid of some of that worry is to be prepared, right?
1: Absolutely. I, I believe there's even a scripture that talks about, I think we would get more if we taught a man how to fish yes, than gave him a fish.
0: Yes, exactly. No, you're know, you 100% so I, I correct
1: kind of that same concept and you know one other thing i'd like to throw out there john is we uh pride ourselves on american-made products we buy our poly and our our lumber from american companies that are manufactured here in the usa we also um love our veterans we give a 10 percent military discount to veterans okay And as well as our seniors, we love our seniors as well. So,
0: And again, folks, I know this just enough from listening and talking to Annette as well, that if you want a a consultation, you just kind of want to know, hey, what would work for me? What are some ideas for my property and so on? And really, again, think out of the box. I think Annette said that earlier. But you know, they can work with your HOA if you live in an area where that's an issue. Again, this is not something that is unattainable, no matter where you live. Uh, in some cases, you know, depending upon your situation, you may not need as much as you think because again, they can tier these things and stack them and do all sorts of things depending upon your situation and what you need at your house, right, Annette? Absolutely. Okay. Yes, we can. All right, we're flexible. Again, yeah, that's the best way to say it. Annette, again, thank you so much, not for just being a part of the program, but for joining us today as well. I know in the future, by the way, folks, be listening. Annette's going to bring some of the folks that we've even talked about today, uh, seeds and some of the medicinal things and so on. We will be getting into some of that here in the not-too-distant future. So, again, be listening to Ready Radio. We'll bring those things to you. Also, keep this in mind, folks, if you ever miss an episode, so we do this each week for an hour, but if you miss something, we are podcasting all of this, recording it, storing it. Again, that is on our website, Ready hyphen radio.com. go there you can find past shows so if you ever miss something i know a lot of you guys might be working doing different things along those lines if you still want to listen to the program it's readily available and again it's because of folks like annette at colorado greenhouse builders that we're able to do this on a weekly basis so annette again thank you thank you so much from the bottom of my heart i can't say that enough uh, not only for supporting us but for supporting all the listeners and giving a great product that will help them handle the what ifs of life.
1: Thank you, John, for having me, and thank you for what you're doing.
0: You're very welcome, Annette. Thank you. Tell everybody hi, and we appreciate it very much.
1: We'll do. Thanks. You bet. Take, Take
0: care. care. Nope. That's Annette McFadden again. Colorado greenhouse builders, and and by the way, great listener. And in the way that worked, just so you all know, sort of the, some of the back history there or the backstory. You know, she's a listener to all of our other programs. Uh, I had an idea that hey, we would like to get uh, this particular program up and running. Uh, Charlie and I have talked about this now for several years. You know, again, you need some financial backing to make that happen. Uh, Airtime isn't free. I have to buy this hour from Crawford. And in doing that, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air stepped up. Uh, We now have RoofMax. We also have Novus. And then we have Colorado Greenhouse Builders. And by the way, if you would like to participate in what we do here on a weekly basis on Ready Radio, if you feel like you're a good fit by all means, just reach out, go to the website, ready-radio.com, send me an email, I'll get with you, and we'll figure out how to get you started, and we make it really, really easy, and I appreciate all the support in making this program happen each and every week. Lines open if you want to call in and ask a question, or if you got a comment on the, the greenhouse end of things, feel free to do so, uh, 303-477-5600. You can also text me, 307 307- Two hundred eighty-two twenty-two again 307 82, 22. somebody asked and i'll answer this question that got texted in a moment ago because i know the answer to this i didn't need a net to answer that so i'll be right back and answer that question as well this is ready radio klz 560 absolute electrical heating and air not only handles all of your electrical and hvac needs they can also help you get ready for the what ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society, no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720 526 0 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical, Heating, and Air, a major sponsor of Fix-It Radio, Drive Radio, and, of course, Ready Radio.
2: For quality and service
0: beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical, Heating, and Air. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local, family owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. All right, Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Jim, hang tight real quick. Somebody asked, actually, also, what is the you know, lifespan of an average greenhouse? In other words, what do you have to do maintenance-wise and so on? I will tell you, with Colorado Greenhouse Builders, nothing, really. I mean, everything they do and the way they build it, the, the high-quality materials and product. I mean, like anything else with any other house, you're going to have different things to do as they, they pop up. But I will tell you what, these are... These are tried and true. As she said, these things, we had those 115-mile-an-hour winds here you know, a few months ago, and their greenhouses went through that with no problem whatsoever. This is not your typical aluminum pole, you a know, little plexiglass screwed onto its structure. These are robust, and if you go to their website and you look at them, you'll know what I mean. These are not something that you're going to be dinking with on a routine basis. You're going to grow food in it, plants, things like that, and that's what you'll be doing. Jim, you're next. What's going on, sir?
2: Hey, uh,
3: not too much there, John. Hey, um, I don't really have enough time this greenhouse thing, but um,
2: cause I, I don't.
3: I don't think people are going to have enough time. I, I think. Uh, well, if I would have told you six months before the COVID thing hit that uh, that the world was going to be turned upside down, most people wouldn't have believed me. And um, I, I think even including you, John, because I've I, I, I listened to you enough that you, you that. Uh, You're even amazed by how much everybody's life has changed over the last two years. Oh,
0: no doubt. No, COVID. uh, And and I think the biggest thing, Jim, that amazes me about COVID is just how gullible and stupid people have been on that end of things. I mean, I I would be more understanding if we actually had some major event that really was, in fact, a total disruption of society. COVID was a man-made disruption of society that people bought into. There's
3: there's another man-made one getting ready to happen. And you talk about it pretty much on a regular basis. Yep. Um, and that's that's going to be that's going to be that's going to be that's going to be uh, that's going to be our fuel, our gas, our heating oil, our, and stuff for our home.
0: Agree. No, you and Jimmy, uh, you're right. And again, that goes right back into some of what. You know, we've been talking about it. Even you know, even the the greenhouses. I mean, as as food and things like that get to be not only more scarce, Jim, but just the price of it continues to go up. Being able to handle some of this on your own, in my opinion, Jim, is a must. You've got to be ready for this stuff.
3: Right. Well, um, you know, I, I listened to this, this man here today on one of the morning shows. Uh, he owns his own oil uh, oil wealth uh, business. He, okay. I don't know how many oil wells he owns, but anyways, uh, and he was talking about uh, starting April first, uh, and you know what's going to start April first, right? Well, they're going uh, to they're, they're they're start. They're going to start capping or plugging uh, the oil wells, and he said within three years, half of all the oil wells in Colorado will be capped.
0: Hmm.
3: Okay, half, and he literally said half. Now, John, I'm telling you something. They cap half those oil wells in this in this state. And granted, uh, he was telling them, um, I can't remember
0: what he was. And talking what? About. And what? Because I, I honestly, Jim, that's one I've not heard. What? What's his? I mean, where's that coming from? Our state oil and well, gas, or where? I mean, yes, where's
3: exactly. that coming from? It's a, it's, a, it's already a mandated law. It's already in place. Yeah, absolutely. They have to. What they have to do is—he was talking about—they have to, uh, in order to keep their their oil wells going, they they have to uh, they have to do a bond. Uh, I, I think there's like a hundred fifty thousand dollar bond for each and every one of the wells that that that, uh, that is open by these oil well companies. Mm-hmm. And he said the the smaller oil well companies will not be able to meet the bond.
0: I've that heard that, each- yeah. And 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 what I know though, Jim, is that these are not you know, live producing wells, these are orphaned wells is what I've read and no, understand. Did no, he say no, that or no?
3: No, no, absolutely not. What they, That's why I can't, I can't think of what he was calling those wells. Uh, anyways, no, they're not orphaned wells. Basically, he says these wells, they do produce, but they're not high-producing wells. They're, they're basically wells that are old wells, but they still produce, but he says they, 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 they these old wells, even though they don't produce like said the, the brand new ones, he says they still produce a good majority of, of our of our oil in this country and they're, they're, they he says they're basically from coast to coast hmm. and he says they they still can they still uh, continue to produce a lot of oil out of these wells he, even though you, you think that they're not producing he was talking about because they were wanting to know about the um they were wanting to know about the rocking horse uh, on, on a lot of these seeds The rocking horses yeah. are usually, uh, he says, just because those aren't rocking doesn't mean they're not producing. True. No, he sometimes they,
0: they're only, a, you know, producing a certain time of the day or a certain right, amount of it, days that, a month and so on. Yeah, that's it, that it, I did know. Yeah, that's true.
3: Right, exactly. And so, anyways, uh, yeah, that, that thing just uh, blew me away when he was talking about them capping half the, half the oil wells in this state. And they, they, they are a lot of them are older wells, but they are still producing. what Producing and um, now I don't know. Maybe it's my imagination, but you know what the government wanting to give out these
0: uh, these uh,
3: gas cards. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they're
0: not. Uh, say that last part again, Jim. I, you broke up. I lost you. You wonder if they're not what going to be gas
3: ration cards. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like they did during the yeah. Depression and during World War II, where everybody got a cart. and You were only rationing so much gas during a during a month.
0: I've I've not heard anything along those lines, but nothing would surprise me.
3: Well, if if they're if they're so uh, basically hell bent on uh, on uh, destroying the oil and gas industry,
0: which they are, as we know. <laughs>
3: You know, uh, you know, It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna put a, it's gonna put a stop to a lot of things in this in this country. I, uh, which hires a lot, because they're hitting my company up uh, for more money for for uh, diesel fuel. Right. And the, and the company basically saying we can only get the Exxon much more for your fuel,
0: and right. otherwise
3: they're going to have to absorb the rest
0: of it. That's right. And a lot
3: of and a lot of them are talking about uh, 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 parking their trucks.
0: Right? No, that I have seen, Jim. No, you are. I, I'm not arguing with you on that one at all. I think you're spot on. I, and again, those are things that unless we see the price of oil you know, see some things change, see the price of oil come down, which you're right, this particular administration is hell-bent on making sure that that does not happen. What our, what this administration, though, Jim, doesn't understand, I talked a little bit about this yesterday, is I, I'm i one that I think once the OPEC agreement with Trump runs out here in just a few days, I think their production's going to go up. Well,
3: I, hope some, I hope something happens, because, uh, you know, I'm starting uh, and. We didn't really see it here in Colorado for a long time, and uh, even I'm starting to notice the food shortage in our stores. Hmm. You know, I you're not you're not well. I mean, you're not really like if you go down the pasta aisle. I mean, uh, like uh, Barilla pasta is already it's it's at a dollar seventy nine at both King Supers and Safeway. Hmm. You can't you can't buy Barilla for ch- cheaper than a dollar seventy nine, and the store and the uh, store brands are almost, you know, you can't even hardly see the store brands on the shelves. Mm. And, if you, and if you do see them, they're, they're uh, small quantities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I like the idea that uh, uh, a lot of people are talking about, you know, when you go to the store, when you buy, like, one can of beans, uh, pick up two cans of beans and put, put them in the storage for, for later on.
0: Right. No, that's exactly what you should be doing. Yeah, By all means, Jim. Yes, definitely. You, you
3: understand what I'm yeah, saying? Oh, yeah, and, definitely and
0: should I, be doing that. Yes.
3: And, and I really hope people are really paying attention to what I going do on too and doing
0: that I do too. I don't Jim, I don't think they are most people you mean the average the statistics on the average family out there, they've got about a two to three day supply of food in their home, and that's about it.
3: Well, you know another thing I was listening to also today was they were talking about a lot of the uh, uh, Gen Xers and millennials that are going back to the workplace, and they're complaining, John, they're complaining because they're having to spend an additional 50 dollars. Uh, in their day, just so they can sit there and go out to lunch and buy their lattes. Uh, and I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah, there's a way what? around that. <laughs> well, the guy told the, guy told the, the this lady. He goes, "Well, why don't you people brown bag it?" She goes, "She goes, well, she goes. I work late at the office a lot, and I just, I can't just brown bag because I have to stop at the store and I got to buy my 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 groceries for dinner for the night." And she goes, "I don't really have time." For it. And I'm like. Boy, you people better start getting your price. There's your answer
0: to what I said earlier, Jim. The average family has about a three-day supply is all, if that.
3: Yeah, and, and, you know, can you imagine the people back in, like, the, the big cities back on the East Coast? Where they don't, they don't have the conveniences of the people in the west. I know big I, west.
0: Yeah, it's going to be. You know, th- th- you know that's why, Jim. They say that if any kind of a you know, EMP, natural and or man made, something like that, were to happen and it knocks out a certain amount of infrastructure, that a third of the population is gone within thirty to forty five days. And what you're saying is exactly why.
3: Hey, and I want to add one thing to do you, do your um, your food your food ideas. Yes. Okay, for food storage. Okay, man. I was listening to you guys on one of your your podcasts on food storage, and I kind of le- I kind of learned this a little bit after it already a little bit too late. But I've, I've done it since. If you're going to put food food into food storage, like uh, like flour, pasta, right. right. and stuff, but even even in the jars where you think it's airtight, I'm telling you, John, you got to get these things that are called uh, oxygen absorbers to okay. put into those jars. Because that, that, that stale air that's inside the jar, any amount of air that's in there, well, it makes your food go stale. Even rice, it'll even make rice go stale. Believe me, I've gone down this road. I know. And it's horrible. You end up with a lot of wasted food doing this. And I learned about oxygen absorbers, and you've got to hmm. you got to buy these oxygen absorbers You can get them on Amazon or wherever. Yeah, I'm looking at and, them right now.
0: No, great idea. Yeah, perfect. You know,
3: and you yeah. and you put them in there, and it sucks all the oxygen. And when you go to try to open those jars open with the lid, it's like as tight as what you find from the stores. I mean, they're literally tight. Nice. It sucks all the oxygen out of the out of the. No, that's jar. great
0: idea. No, and in fact, you're you're right. In fact, there's uh, there's all sorts of places. Just all you do is just just. Uh, Go to a search engine, type in oxygen absorber, and there's there's tons of places to buy them, Jim.
3: Okay, so I, I hope people are listening to that if they're going yes. to store food to make sure that they yeah. get those
0: oxygen great absorbers. Great idea. Great idea. Jim, okay. as always, you're a great caller. I appreciate sure. it, sir. All right. Thank sure. you very much. And, guys, I will do this. I'll do a little bit of research on this, you know, abandoned well, low-producing well. I know there's been some things... Talked about in Colorado, there's some federal funds that have been put out to address, especially the abandoned well end of things. I will do some double-checking to find out how that applies to the low-producing wells as well. Um I'm reading an article right now out of a organization called Grist.org that really has a pretty good article on this. I'll do my best to read through this, and as I get into next week, I'll try to talk about that and uh, possibly even get some experts on that are in this end of things. I'm not. I'm not disputing what Jim said. I just don't know the particular gentleman that he was listening to and how that all applies to us here in Colorado. I do know that there are bonds and monies and things out there when it comes to— abandoned wells. I don't know what they consider it to be when it's a you know low producing, how that's going to work and so on. And yeah, I'm, I would agree with Jim. If it, Even just even if it's low producing, doesn't necessarily mean that there's no value in said well. And some of those wells can be rejuvenated, and that's where fracking and things like that come into play as well. So I'll do some checking on that too in the next week and let you all know exactly how that goes. So do we have a call, Charlie? Don't you take? Nope. Okay. So we're getting closer to the end of the hour. By the way, As Jim said, too, if you ever miss any of our programs, it's easy to go back and hear what we've done in this particular hour, Ready Radio. You can go to ready-radio.com. Ready-radio.com. We're working on the website on an ongoing basis. As I said, we've only been on air now in this program for about a month. So as we continue to go down this path, producer Ann continues to put more things onto it. We'll have more sponsors that join us. She's doing a great job of putting even show notes. All of the podcasts are there. And as I always say, if you want to be a part of the program, please let me know. You can go to ready-radio.com and just let me know, and we'll get you figured out as to how you can be a part of what we do. And for some of you that have either guests or topics that you would like me to cover, again, that's a great place to go. Just go to ready-radio.com, fill out the Contact Us form, tell me what you want me to talk about, different things you want me to, me to, to have in my repertoire, if you would. Some of you have already done that. I've got some things in my notes that we'll be getting to here in the coming weeks. So don't worry if you send me something. I don't talk about it that very next week. Some of these things take a little time to get everything done. So if there's something you want me to cover, just send me an email, and I'll get that taken care of. So with that, we have got Rush to Reason coming up here in just one moment and we'll do movie reviews and lots of stuff today that we've got going on so please don't go anywhere this is uh, it's been ready radio right here on KLZ 516 again Rush to Reason is up next